This is the Zone Sports Network. Back to Joe and he'll flush. And it's time to hear from the best looking, most charismatic, and certainly the most intelligent member of the Utah Jazz. Jingle bells. Joe Ingles. Gives it back to Joe till the cop slams it in. And yes, for the record, Joe wrote this introduction. This is the Joe Ingles Show. <laughs> With DJ and PK. Who? On 97.5, 1280, The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. Time to welcome in Joe Ingles, brought to you by your hardworking friends and Mountainland Supply. For all your plumbing and irrigation needs, go to mountainlandsupply.com. Joe, good morning. Good morning. Joe, you really went above and beyond. I've talked to you for uh, many, many times about have a good game, make sure it's a win before you come on so we can joke around, but... 27. You you were on fire right from the start. You hit that three for five nothing, and it was go time. <laughs> I mean, it's been a constant uh, thing on our whiteboard as the the year goes on. We have to win before I do radio, and um, I got a a bit of a late uh, text that it was going to be possibly tomorrow instead of Thursday Friday, and so we just had to do what we had to do. <laughs> Do you have any idea how many points you're scoring? Because obviously you tied your career high. You took a late three that did not go in. Were you aware of that? Or you, obviously, I know you don't care of it, about it, but are you aware of it? Um, yeah, I, I obviously def, definitely don't care. Um, I'm not. I'm not like like too aware. I guess I don't look up at the thing too often, or to to try and see. Um, I try and look up to see what the actual game of the, the score of the game is. Um, but I don't, yeah, I mean, I obviously knew I'd <laughs> scored some points because I'd, I'd made a few shots and whatever, but um, not enough to, like, know exactly where I'm at or whatever. So. so I don't know how big a baseball fan you are, but in Major League Baseball, if a guy's... I'm not at all. Yeah, in Major League Baseball, there's a tradition, if a pitcher's throwing a no-hitter, then the other guys in the dugout aren't supposed to mention it to him. When you got a good night going shooting the ball... And you were six of eight for three. You missed the last one, so obviously you're six of seven going into that. Do guys on the teammate when you're out for a few minutes? Do the guys on the bench talk to you about that, or in the timeout, or does no one talk about that stuff? Somebody look at you and say, "Joe, you you're gonna, on fire tonight." I thought you were going to say they bang on the wall with a uh, something when they when the defense changes. <laughs> That's nice. Um, That's a good one. <laughs> no, not really. I mean, you. I mean, you know, obviously, as an individual or whatever, as you playing the game like that you've 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 made some shots and um not like i don't we, we talk obviously on the bench we talk about that what's going on in the game and, and even the guys from the bench every time we come out it's like hey i think you can look at this option or when you're going this way they're trying to do this or they're helping from here and um and offensively too um down the other end and and obviously defensively like hey i think you can whatever it is, Shade Curry to his left because he wants to try and get back to it, whatever it is. And um, we've got a really good team with um, realizing that. And um, obviously, uh, like we've said a bunch of times, a very high IQ bus, high IQ team. So um, everyone's obviously open to listen, and um, that's, that's what we do. So for years, you know, Joe was the math teacher. That's what people would go as the default thing to try to make fun of you as far as your production and the way you look and blah, blah, blah. And then Dwayne Casey came out and said, oh, yeah, people say he's a bartender, but no, he's playing like an all-star. What's your favorite other occupation that you've been compared to? 
I don't mind the bar. I don't mind the bartender actually because I think I'd actually be a really good bartender. You would um, have a lot of give well, and take cust- with the customers, I'm sure. My customers would enjoy. I definitely wouldn't like pour the right amount. I'd just freestyle and pour whatever they wanted. So I'd <laughs> probably get in trouble in trouble with my boss. But um, would you trash talk? I used to think like <laughs> I did. Used to think like the UPS or whatever like delivery driver thing was funny because I could actually picture myself like with the door open like. Driving like imagine a beautiful weather and you got the door open and you just throw some boxes at people's front doors. Like, that'd be kind of fun. There you go. <laughs> but I'm never going to do any of them. So bad luck to everyone. Joe Ingles joining us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, listening to different people call the games, whether it's national TV, local TV, lock on radio. I'm curious, and they've kind of talked, speculated, maybe they know a little bit. What's the balance when you're running the offense between making the basketball play, you know, this guy's open, th- this is a better percentage shot, get to this guy here, or, hey, we're attacking specific guys on defense. We know we want to get a matchup and we want to go at that guy because he just can't stay in front of people. When you're running the offense, which of those ways do the Jazz tend to do it? Um, definitely more um what the team's trying to achieve or whatever, not not so much the individual. Um, we've, I don't know, I don't know if it's like an unwritten rule or we just kind of do it ourselves, but we, again, having a, a pretty smart team, um, we find ourselves getting in that situation a lot of actually just that individual, whoever it might be on that given night, trying to um, end up on the ball. Um, we do have a lot of stuff that we can play like guard-to-guard actions that they'll switch and then we can play with Rudy or, or whatever and um, <laughs> get the, the the worst defender or whatever we're trying to do involved. But um, we were talking about it, I can't remember, re- recently about doing that. And I think the thing that can hurt you, I think the thing that hurts other teams is you obsess about it too much it's like you, you every possession you're like looking for this guy and you're like forcing trying to get this guy like switched onto the ball and then you look up and there's six seconds on the clock and you've wasted a whole possession and then you really don't end up getting that good a shot anyway because you've wasted the whole possession trying to figure out who it is and defenses are smart you, know, you can hedge and you can hide guys in the court like there's ways you can kind of get around it so um I think if it happens naturally and it just kind of it just just kind of happens, it's, it, it's a good thing. Uh, I think you 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 want to attack the other team's weaknesses as a team or individually. Um, but yeah, we've never obsessed over it, which I think is a good thing. Since you moved in the starting lineup, the the three point shooting has just been record breaking. Do you have any particular explanation as to why you're shooting the ball so freaking well? No, I don't. Like I, I mean, I've been asked it before, and and obviously, like coincidentally, the the timing of it with going in the starting lineup. I, I mean, I would never, I'm never ever gonna say that that's the reason I was shooting bad or I'm shooting well and playing well now because I'm starting. Like that's just not accurate. I don't think it's like it's not fair on like Mike and coach, and I accepted the role of of what I accepted to to come off the bench and help the team and. I wasn't playing well and, and that was on me. Like it was like figure it out and, and I wanted to figure it out and um, when Mike ends up coming back, if that's me again, then like I'm going to figure it out. Like I think I'm, 
I think I'm playing with more confidence than I was at the start of the year. Uh, I think at the start of the year with all the new guys, you're trying to figure out like where you get involved and where you can be aggressive and where you you kind of like sit back. And um, I probably I probably kind of similar to my first couple of years, like overpassed to to try and get Mike in, involved and getting comfortable and get Boyan involved and get them comfortable and. Um, Obviously, since Mike going out, I've had the ball in my hands a lot more, so that that um, has helped. But it's the, the confidence that comes with that to make plays and then to get an open shot and make it. And at the start of the year, I wasn't making shots, so you don't play with as much confidence because you, you're yeah. not as confident in it. So, um, yeah, I think just the, the really is the confidence that um, the level of confidence I'm playing with. You know, there are a lot of guys shooting the ball with confidence right now. you got four guys on the team shooting better than 40% from three. That is the, easily the best in the league. As a team, you're the best three-point shooting team in the league. So I'm wondering, is there a little competition among the four of you? You like to trash talk everybody. Does the minivan let you have it because he's shooting a little better from three on the season? Anything like that? I didn't even know there was four of us <laughs> shooting yeah. better than whatever you said, 40%. So um, maybe now there will be, but... Um, no, it's, I mean, it's, I, I knew as a team we were shooting well because the coaching staff had brought it up before that, like, look to take these shots because you guys are, like, as a team, we're, I think we're the best three point shooting team or you are best percentage on whatever attempts or something that's really good. So, um, like, why wouldn't we take them when we're shooting that well? Um, I think guys have, bought into their roles and are doing like like George knows coming in the game like you're not out there to get 10 rebounds like you're out there to shoot the ball in space of four so when you're out there and, and I think he his confidence he I don't think some of the shots even last night he wouldn't have taken those shots a month ago or six weeks ago or two two months ago um, and you know like he knows what he's out there to do like if he Makes I don't think he I don't think he made a three last night, but if he makes one or two of them, he obviously will stay out there probably a little bit bit longer, and um, we'll run more stuff for him. And like it's just that's what what he knows he has to do, and that's what we expect him to do. So um, yeah, I think everyone just kind of buying into your roles and knowing what you're doing. I think our team's really really comfortable like in that in, in those situations right now. So on the broadcast, you could hear Coach Schneider saying, "What, what, what was going on? Why did he get it? Why did he get it?" And he was talking about your technical foul. <laughs> so, what is the mystery? Can you reveal it? Why did you get teed up, Joe? Well, I end up after that. After he did it, we had a timeout. I went to ask him like why he gave me it, and he didn't want to talk to me. He basically told me not to talk to him. So. Um, I think coach spoke to him and then later on in the game something happened and me and him actually started laughing at it. It was quite funny and we started laughing and then the timeout happened so I was like, hey, can we talk now? Like, am I, <laughs> Can I ask you a question? And he was like, yeah, yeah, um, So I'm not going to say what was said or what he thought was said but he thought I said something different to what I said. So um, if he... If he had heard what he thought he heard, he deserved the technical. <laughs> um, I told him that it wasn't that, um, which wasn't a lie. I didn't say what he thought I said, but um, it wasn't what it was. Like it was, I thought I'd got fouled on the first play or the the drive with Kyrie. He was holding my arm the whole time while I was driving, and 
he was probably in the wrong, wrong angle to see it anyway, so I probably should have said it to someone else, but he did the moment, you do what you do, and um, I'll pay the 2500 bucks and keep it moving. So it was just a big, great misunderstanding. Yeah, it was a big understanding. We had a big laugh. We had, I usually laughed about it after that timeout because I was like, if I had said that, then, like, of course I would get a technical. Like, <laughs> I would expect to get a technical if I had said that, but I didn't. So Did- he was like, oh, no, no worries, like, so it was all good. Did the word involve mother? Uh, no. Okay. I might have had a couple other words, but <laughs> they were so foreign to me that I didn't really know how to use them in the right context. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay, we'll go with that. That's Joe's story. I've heard you. He's sticking to it. Do you ever wonder if uh, Locke was wondering about this, Locke and Boone are wondering about this, if referees sometimes want to give players a tee early in the game so they don't have to listen to them the rest of the game? Because obviously, if you say anything after that, you get a second tee and you're out and you don't want that. So when you get one early, you've you got to tone it down a little bit. I think it definitely – I've said this before, and like when I was um, coming off the bench and stuff, that you, there, there's obviously not every – obviously they, they're – generally are refereeing the same the same rules and all that, but they don't individually ref exactly the same. So um you've you've gotta you've gotta see how the games are gonna be played. And I, I think even their coach, Kenny Kenny got one last night, um and he was like he yelled at constantly the same thing, but he wasn't like swearing, but it was like it was the same referee. He was like, all right, give him a tea and like just like shut like shut up and let's play the game kind of thing. Um, and like you said, no one wants to get thrown out because obviously as a player, you want to play and compete. And as a coach, they need to coach the game. So um, I definitely think you can you can read the game. Like when I said what I said, which I didn't think deserved a certain goal, and he gave me one, I was like, oh, well, we're in for a, a long night because that's how it's going to be. It's like it's going to be a tighter game. They're going to call, call things that they see and... Um, it's going to be like that. So you just you just adjust to, to kind of how the referees are going to call it. You don't have a choice, and they're uh, they're professionals, so they know what they're doing. So you got ten in a row, fifteen out of sixteen, and obviously those are incredible numbers. How do you not get caught up in that the win streak and and piling up all these wins and stay focused at the task at hand? Um, I don't know. You just I don't know. <laughs> it's like, I don't really think it's rocket science we just do like it's we felt good last night we played a good game we wake up today and head over to New Orleans and think about the the game there and obviously start scouting and thinking about that and every every game has got something kind of different um, like Kyrie being back um, the reports of like potentially Zion playing tomorrow yeah. uh, so every game's got something a little bit different and you play teams at a lower, like record-wise, and they've got something to play for, for for some reason. Like they've got a reason they're obviously playing hard individually or a team. And obviously, the teams with good records and winning records are, are trying to stay as high as possible on the on the standing. So um, there's always like motive. There's always motivation going into a game to figure out what we need to do and how we can do it, and to. Like if it's a, a Giannis or a LeBron, whoever you're playing against, in an individual kind of battle that your team's trying to win, and um, there's, there's, it's not very hard to get motivated, <laughs> I should say. 
So how much attention did you pay to college basketball? How much do you know about Zion? I mean, the guy was a phenomenon and all that, but you're so into an NBA season, I never know how much time you guys have for that kind of stuff. Yeah, I actually got asked after the, after the game last night if I cared that he was going to potentially play or not. And I was like, no, because, like, and that no disrespect for him, but, like, I don't, if he plays, great. Like, I'm I'm really happy that he's he's healthy, first and foremost. He, you don't want to see anyone injured, and he was the number one pick, so it's exciting for the league and for New Orleans. And But, like, do I, do I care if he plays? Not really. Um, we, we were actually... I don't know how many how many games he played in preseason, but he played against us when we played them, um, yeah. and played proper minutes, played the full. I don't know what he played. He probably played twenty five, twenty eight minutes. Um, so we actually were one of the few teams in the league that's played against him. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm excited for him that he's back and that he's healthy because you don't want to see anyone injured. But um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. It's good for the league. So. As you're compiling all these impressive wins and you're doing great, there's been some reaction while they're doing it against teams that are not above 500. We've spoken to uh, to you about this. Uh, oh, silly. And, and, and it is, yeah, for sure, because as you say, every team has NBA players and all, and I, and I buy all that, and every road win is tough to get, and you, you accumulate them as many as you can. But you talk about how there's motivation out there, and each team, each guy has his own motivation. Teams have their motivations, whatever it might be. I'm wondering, when you get to that point, which is coming up before the All-Star break, when you play a bunch of teams that are above 500. Are you guys thinking that that could provide a motivation to where, hey, all right, yeah, we beat these teams, but we can also beat these teams too? For sure. Um, I think every win you get and every um, game you, you play well as a group, you, you gain a bit more confidence. And um, they asked me after the game about, like, do we think we're playing our best or is there things to improve on? Like, of course there is. There's, Last night we were, I think we got it out to 20 or close to 20 and they went on a run and got it back to 12 like within a minute. And right. it's like, well, we can watch that. Like, how, how can we stop that? Like, what, what do we need to do to be able to get a good shot or a good possession or a stop that um, that stops that? And obviously, yeah, like the, the record is, the, 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 the schedule is the schedule and team's record is what it is. Like we, people act like that was our choice that like we decided to play a bunch of lower lower place teams now to get ourselves going or something it's like everyone everyone has ups and downs in their schedule of like the ease of it and and how tough it can get and um you you play who's in front of you and there's like i said the individual's motivation team's motivation um like like not one person down there trying to lose if they're eight and 30 or 30 and oh like whatever it is it doesn't Everyone's out there trying to win a basketball game. Every coach is trying to coach a team to win. And um, again, like I said, like I've said, like the NBA players are really good. Like regardless of if you're ranked number one by whoever ESPN or if you're ranked number 450, you're still a really good basketball player. So um, every every game's tough. Every, like I said, every game's got a different challenge or something involved in it. And like tomorrow, it's it might be Zion if he, he ends up playing. Um, we had a, obviously had a pretty close game with them, um, whatever it was, 10 days ago. So, um, yeah, we'll, like I said, we'll switch to, to New Orleans now and, and get ready for that one. All right, Joe, we appreciate it. Thanks for a few minutes in the midst of your travel schedule, and we'll see you when you get back to Utah. 
No worries. Thanks for having me. All right, Joe Ingles, join us right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.